What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Passionate DJ Podcast. I'm, of course, your host, David Michael. I'm with Mighty Mo. How you doing, my friend? You can't see me, dog. No. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? And we have a Passionate DJ ambassador, yes. friend, mobile DJ. How do you want me to introduce Fellow you? Ohio DJ Brains? Yeah. Ah, that's fine. DJ Brains, Leo, Leo. whatever. Yeah. Welcome to the show. We've been talking about this for too long, and here you are. So here I am. Sorry it took so long, but uh, welcome aboard. Welcome to Passionate DJ Studios. And uh, we want to pick your brain, man. Your DJ brain, as it were. Yeah. Um, so I wanted, to <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to make sure, actually Mo wanted to make sure that he was here yeah, absolutely. for this episode. Because we've all met and hung out before, had lunch and stuff. But also because you guys have a similar interest, a shared interest in the mobile DJing space mm -hmm. and a lot of experience with that. Which is something that I'm less experienced in. So, well, but before he starts downplaying himself, like his his mobile game is on point. Like he's all oh, over sure. the place. So, if you're not following him on social media, like uh, brains is all over the place, all over the Southwest Ohio area. So, true. Sorry. Nope. Yeah. I had to throw yeah, you under the bus before you <laughs> tried to before you tried to sell yourself short. I will. <laughs> <laughs> so we're glad you're here, man. And uh, I guess just kind of introduce yourself to the audience and tell us what you're into uh, style wise and what you do as a DJ. All right. Well, let's see. Um, I like you mentioned mobile DJ. So pretty much, I play just about anything. Somebody asked for it, I'll mm -hmm. play it. If I can find it, I'll play it. Um, I've played, you know, everything from uh, TV show theme songs and and all kinds of crazy stuff in between. So um, I've been doing that probably. Well, I've been doing things for about 15 years or so, so off and on. Do you focus mostly or entirely in the mobile DJ space, kind of setting up your own sound and doing that as a business kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. do. Lights. Awesome. I always tell people, hey, you got lights in the fog machine, and that really makes them pop. Like, ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're bringing all so that. So. You just bring call the, whole, the fire marshal. <laughs> you bring the whole experience to the show. Yeah, so. I get really disappointed when they say, my my, uh, my sprinklers won't allow it. Yeah. Machine. Oh, yeah. So. That's when you tell them you have a hazer, <laughs> not a fog machine. Yeah, right, because it's true. what water vapor based instead yeah. of whatever. Which is what is. mine is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so, uh, do you do you have a preferred style musically that you like to play as a DJ, or do you? Is it more that you just like DJing and playing whatever the crowd likes? Like if you if you had your pick, you'd be like I play deep house or. or hip-hop or whatever you know uh, if you were say what am i most averse in probably the best thing is like if if there was an 80s night i mean mm. i'd be there you know <laughs> yeah and i'd probably like be playing answer. like new wave stuff mm. things like that yeah that would be that'd be probably what i do but you know otherwise i mean i've done country you know yeah big hair <laughs> <laughs> all of the, all everything in between so what about format wise you uh a digital dj or yeah just all digital i mean what's your you know when itunes came out years ago i mean i took my cds ripped them all <laughs> yeah and that was that was the end of that yeah what's your weapon of choice uh software wise or platform wise well uh serato is what i've been using okay. and then i got turned on to the dj pro so i've used both at the same gigs before mm. okay um on pc and and on my phone so yeah so i guess that's as good as an introduction as any into the mobile stuff because mm. well uh, but how did you get started how did i get started yeah i don't think we've ever talked about that yeah i mean i think my interest in and you know was was you know back when i was a teenager friends would have you know maybe like little dances and stuff like that and mm -hmm. And I don't know. I, I was one of those kids that always had my headphones on 24 hours a day, making mixtapes, you sure. know, off the radio. And uh, so I was like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll bring some stuff and play. And mm -hmm. it just kind of went from there. And then, you know, hey, can you do this? Can you do that? And So you were kind of the go-to guy and you just ran with it? Yeah, yeah. Because nice. I was like, I think I always made playlists in my head. Mm -hmm. So I knew... And so the soundtrack I, for your life. Uh, yeah. Well, it became, it became known, you know, that, hey, he like knows all kinds of music. Mm -hmm. That guy, you know, what so. were your, your sort of musical influences when you were younger? What were you listening to? What were your parents listening to? So on. Uh, I think, you know, I got my start with classic rock. OK. Um, so a couple bands would be Zeppelin. Zeppelin. Was, OK. Was a big one obsessed with that. And, okay. um 
So all of that classic rock and then, you know, the 80s stuff, um, which um, and then, you know, as we segued into the grunge music, kind of started listening to that stuff. I was never really into hip hop or, or even even really electronic music. Um, but when I was in my early 20s, this is kind of interesting. I was thinking about this the other day. I came across um, public uh, WVXU, which is out of Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were playing like some, I don't know, some 80s kind of alternative. Okay. I would call it almost new wave. Okay. I didn't know what it was, mm-hmm. but I was like, oh, I like this stuff. So and then that kind of snowballed into that. Yeah that way of listening to music so i don't know I'll go, i go all over the place so how did that turn into you wanting to do this as a business or as a uh, freelancer or however you would describe your your start into doing mobile gigs and bringing sound to the gig and negotiating a price yeah how do you get from that to there well my wife was in a um direct sales and she had a team and they would have meetings locally and even on a national and a corporate level and uh kind of through her she'd always push me out and say hey my husband will do this <laughs> so <laughs> so you know i would go and you, you know you're right like hey what, what do you you know you need music i'd put together music or i'd even uh produce little video segments oh, cool. you know with music and stuff hmm. and and uh so i did that and then some people were like, oh, can you do my kid's graduation? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So kind of snowballed, and I did little things here and there. But I didn't have any equipment. I had the music, and I knew what I w- needed up in, in my head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just borrowed equipment forever, and then finally we're like, you know, why don't you just get it? Because it's, it's a pain to borrow it, and people want you to do it. So I so. like that, Leo. You're very DIY, right? Is that? Oh, all the way. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's I can relate to that. Uh, I don't have. I'm one of those guys that. I'm not saying this describes you, but I'm one of those guys that has uh, uh, that jack of all trades, master of none thing. I feel like all the time. So I, yep. I try uh, to put my here. yeah, get your hands in a little bit mm-hmm. of everything. A little bit of yeah. everything, and so. Um, not saying that's what you've got going on, but that DIY spirit is strong in me, so I relate to that yep. aspect of it. It's like, I just want to figure out how to do it. I mm-hmm. want to understand it intimately. I want to know. and So that's great. You just kind of throw yourself head first, and you start doing gigs, and people ask you, and you say, yep, and you go for it, and now you're doing it as a successful business person, I yeah, would yeah, say. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think so. so uh, yeah, that's pretty awesome. Um, so the uh, the mobile stuff, man, uh, I, I find it interesting that you were talking about uh, like DJ Pro and Serato and your uh, the taking requests thing and how that maybe that affected um, what software you want to mm-hmm. use. I know this is something that's really on Mo's mind yeah. uh, the past few weeks, so maybe we can kind of start there. Uh, what has well, first of all, let me ask: Did you what did you start out with? Were you always in Serato when you came into DJing? No. no. Um, I well, te- you said CDs, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I tested a few years ago, like um, Virtual DJ. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, it's free. Let me check it out. Mm-hmm. Let me see what this is all about. I mean, I didn't have any hardware or anything. Yeah. But so uh, I looked at that. and um, But until I really was like, okay, I'm going to go out and be serious about it, that's the only time I really decided, oh, yeah. I'm going to look into software. So have you been experimenting in the field now with like, say, streaming? At oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah I'll, you've done a couple I'll, streams, I'll yeah. turn my phone on just yeah. for fun, and you know, I might flip it on Instagram. Sure, sure. You know, uh, so. let, me, let me rephrase. Have you um, done streaming music library such as Spotify integration or Pulse Locker or oh, some, you mean like something using cloudy, it, using nah, it to like, DJ? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Did you try the Pulse Locker thing before it got shut down? I did the trial. Okay. And I did the. I'm, that's why I'm a software. It's like, okay, I'll do the trial. I do a trial. Hey, you're an IT guy. Yeah. By trade. Yeah. So that's right. Okay. Record box. I'll do the trial. Yeah. Eh, okay. You know, check it out. Yeah. And then, uh, and that's that's what I did. And then you mentioned yeah. DJ Pro, and I was like, because see, when I when I got my controller, I knew I had Spotify, and I wanted to use Spotify. Mm-hmm. You know, not. All the time, mm-hmm. but just like oh, 
because somebody has a request. I don't mm -hmm. have it. Let me just pull this in. But uh, the controller doesn't like Spotify when you run it the correct way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. But having that IT brain, you know how to <laughs> ways around that. So, yeah. So yes, I I found some ways around <laughs> yeah. that, and um, but uh, and and so I would use it from time to time, but now GG Pro will, is awesome that way. How's your experience been with uh, streaming or cloud storage or DJ Pro or however you want to approach it? Um, what are your? A lot of people in the comments are going to say, "LOL, Spotify at." A DJ gig mm -hmm. because they do that every time. So sure. I wonder, yeah. since you've had some experience with that, and since Mo's exploring that now, how your experience has been with that? Since most everything I pretty much do is on the fly anymore. I used to try to go and make playlists up and things like that, mm -hmm. you know, like you would in Serato or whatever. But I always found by the third or fourth tune, I, I'm switching up what I was doing. Well, talk anyways. a little bit about where you're DJing because that. Yeah. That plays a role in, with, yeah. in what you're so, saying. So, like, I've yeah. been, you know, like in a your, your mom and pop, you know, cafe or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, Which you've shown me pictures. This is mom and pop cafe, probably about the size of this place. But you get this place jumping, though. It's like just yeah, it's pretty crazy. shoulders to shoulder, just That's people awesome. going nuts. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, you know, and weddings and, and things like that, people, dances, people are always mm -hmm. saying, hey, can you play this? Can you play this? So, you know, it really lends to switching it up and usually i just throw it all out the window and yeah have you had any um hiccups or problems or complaints yeah i've had wi-fi issues okay um let's see one time i forgot both power cords for my laptops mm. and so i played until my laptop side and then <laughs> i switched to my phone i'm out y'all <laughs> i switched yeah i know yeah then i switched to my phone the show and must that go was on. fun yeah, yeah you know so yeah. little things like that or um well, uh, one of the things for the, the that I did for you with the pink ribbon girls, yeah. the, the Wi-Fi was spotty, mm -hmm. um, and I probably leaned on that software a little bit too much mm -hmm. going in. Mm -hmm. But you know, I've always got my hard drive with stuff, so yeah, mm -hmm. you know. So you're not ready to like just dive headfirst and say my entire library is just the world's music collection. <sighs> I don't. I don't think that's a safe thing yeah. to do. Yeah. Same it's here. Just, it's just yeah, not for, safe. Yeah, for as much as I am utilizing that in uh, the corporate stuff that I do, I don't think it'll ever be, it, well, currently, it'll ever be like solely like I'm going to just leave everything in the cloud because, like I said, most of the gigs I've done in the corporate wedding space over the past three years, I've had either Wi-Fi or cell service. And so that's w one of the reasons why I thought about exploring it. But I know at some point technology will fail me, mm -hmm. whether... Um, I don't know, someone runs into a cell tower <laughs> with their truck while they're drunk or something, or yeah. my, bat my, my battery dies because I use um, my phone as a, and my iPad as, hot, as uh, hotspots respectively. Mm. You know, random software patch decides it's going to run it by itself in the middle of a, a set, which I know people have talked about their computers doing that in the middle mm. of, a, of a DJ set. So I know technology will fail, so I, I'll never solely rely on that, but the manner in which I use those um, streaming services is very specific. Like, I'm not going to use that for a proper, like, when I'm actually DJing as an artist versus, well, quote, artist versus as a service. Uh, I was going to yeah. ask you about that because uh, since you do kind of a little column A and a little column B, mm -hmm. if you were going to bring Spotify into that DJ booth yet. Oh, no. That's not feeling it. No. Mm -hmm. I mean, for you and I that day, we screwed around doing mm -hmm. a kind of a tag set. That was pretty cool. And it, it proved to me that it can be done. Sure, yeah. But I don't know that I want to do that because that kind of takes away a little bit of the art behind it. Again, I'm not some world famous DJ. I just use art as a as an adjective. Sure. But, you know, like building my set list, setting my cue points, um, yeah, getting everything arranged in key or BPM or theme or whatever. Where I mean, I could probably do that in Spotify, but there, there's a little bit of uh, the hunt, you know, mm. as far as like the quote crate digging. So the stuff you do outside of the actual mm -hmm. gig. Outside of the actual gig. I, I still enjoy and appreciate that aspect of it. The work, okay. the footwork that goes up until that makes sense. That, that, that 90 minute set that I might get. Um, now where those things might kind of bleed over a little bit is probably the CrossFit stuff. I have a, 
my next gig isn't until February. So I have a lot of time to figure out what I'm going to do until then. Um, so kind of loosely building a crate of what I'm going to play at that event. And obviously I'll still have my go-to stuff that I already have on my computer, yeah. which I've been utilizing and upgrading over the past five years ever since I started doing CrossFit events. So this will be my first attempt to probably intermingle both those two worlds. So have you two, uh, I'm sure you probably have by now, um, kind of talked about the struggles that you have with mobile DJing specifically. And have you, uh, any points to bring up on that side? Do you have any, uh, how, common long is it, how long is this episode going to be? <laughs> so you have any com <laughs> common pains? And uh, maybe we should limit it to corporate or wedding. Cause I, as far as mobile, that's pretty much... Are they vastly different? I would say yes from the aspect that corporate, most people, I don't really get a lot of requests. Like the gig I had yesterday, it was just a yeah. Christmas party. Okay. Well, But the Christmas parties are easy because it's Christmas. So <laughs> I just, you know, I get a Christmas playlist or a CD or type Christmas on Spotify and boom, like I did yesterday, I did no curation. Yeah, I, uh, you knew I, what they wanted, I, and yeah, they knew what they wanted. I took the gig. Um, I made a playlist that they could drop requests in if they wanted to, and showed up to the gig. Uh, me and my wife set up on my gear. About 30 minutes out, I go to the DJ Pro, type in Christmas, <laughs> drag the playlist over to my, my folders, and that was the extent of my curation. I was like, man, this is stupid easy. You know, and there was all these songs that I had never thought about playing at Christmas. I was like, oh, cool. I'll play that. 20 different, that. 20 different versions of the same song yeah. by different people. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> from that aspect, generally in corporate, and like the Pink Ribbon Girls thing that you covered for me, which is that big yeah, that breast was, cancer Yeah, there was fundraiser. no request. I yeah. just did my thing. Yeah, you, you just know. played music. You were just a background noise. Mm -hmm. In order to avert silence, you were just playing music. Yep. And and I imagine you played much what I normally play, like just just chilled out. You know, you're not going to play some Pantera or Anthrax in there, but, you know. Played some Bon Jovi. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but that, but that, that's taken into consideration who that crowd is. Exactly. Yeah. What you're there for? You yep. want to play some like kind of? You know, it, it's a big gala that they do a, lo a majority of their uh, fundraising for the year. So there's a lot of deep pockets there, and obviously older, m more established people. So you're kind of playing, you know, some 70s and 80s stuff to that crowd. And okay. there's a handful of younger folks yeah, in there too. Yeah, that's my wheelhouse. So yeah. it's like yeah. So yeah. for gigs like that, Brains and I like it's like. I can play whatever I want and they're going to listen to it because they're my peers. You know, so it's real easy. Yeah. So do you find do you find a wedding crowd to be more difficult? I'll let you lead with this one. It, you know, it just depends. The last one that I did, um the bride was like, you know, play country. Um so I'm like, okay, so we, you know, we play country up until at whatever point and then um uh, after the after the ceremony and things like that because we did the sound and stuff for the ceremony mm. um kind of got into the dance part the reception part and i played a couple country and one was just regular old country song and one was like a line dance because i was like all right we'll we'll dig boots goon boogie or something like that <laughs> so i played that and the guy comes up and says we're not into this stuff and i'm like well you know bride told me you know country mm -hmm. um so my wife you know, who's with me on, uh, in these events. She went to the bride and said, hey, you know, can we switch it up? And she's like, sure. And some guy comes up and says, man, play some Back in Black or some ACDC or something <laughs> like that. And, you know, ran it by the bride. She says, yeah, I'm fine with that. And I'm like, all right, boom, big hair for the next 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. You know, so, you know, I played Back in Black and cranked it. And those people went nuts. <laughs> DJ Brains is a people pleaser. Yeah. Yes. Just don't yeah. stop believing, man. And that was the biggest <laughs> pop of the night. And, yes, it always is. You know, but then they're like, okay, then somebody else came up. We want uh, we want some more hip hop stuff. So you got to be able to switch. So. Yeah. yeah, I think we'll have to do a whole separate episode on weddings because yeah. it's its own beast. Like the one I had last weekend, uh, and I, I've shared this with people before, like how I go about curating all that stuff is I have a long process where I'm usually dealing with the couples for in excess of six months. And one of the things I tell you I do them is I give them homework. Mm. You know, and each of them has to build me a playlist of, of no more than 12 songs. And like I said, the reason why I say no more than 12 is because they have to actually put some thought into it. Otherwise, I'm going to open up that email. There's going to be like 100 songs. And I'm like, okay, you're just dumping shit in there. I need, I need a little bit more clarity so I know what your boundaries are. 
That's a good point. I never really thought about like the the wedding DJ gig is probably a lot more preparation, like the the lead time and everything, the mm-hmm. work that you put in beforehand and after is yeah. probably a lot more. Oh uh, yeah. Oh absolutely. Because you know the the things that people bitch about a wedding are the food, the weather, and the music. You know, two of those three I have no control over, but I can control the music. But before I start even addressing the music, I go and talk to the bride and the groom, and it's like, what do you want me to do? You know, this is probably one of the most important days of your life. I'm not going to go. I'm not playing for me. I'm playing for what you want. And, you know, and they, sometimes they look at me as, well, just play what you want. I was like, no, 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 no. This is your day. What songs do you want to hear? Oh, well, can you play this? Can you play this? I was like, you tell me what you want to hear and I'll play it. But I think one of the more important things is I always ask them, uh, what songs don't you want to hear? And okay. I usually kind of get that crooked look. I'm like, okay, I don't know what song that was your ex-girlfriend's favorite song right, or right. that song that you were listening to that night you got punched in the face. Yeah. Or you know, and it brings back bad memories. Grandparent Grand- passed away. Yeah, yeah exactly. Something. I was like, tell me what those songs are so Margarine. I won't play them. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or even, you know, or just you know, just songs you don't want to hear or songs you can't hear. And they're like, oh, well, shit, please don't play this song because, you know, my ex-girlfriend really loved this and song. Then they probably come flooding in. Yeah. Oh, shit, yeah, I'm glad you asked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, so... And I, I learned that trick along the way from somebody else. But have either of you played like the wrong song in that sense before? <sighs> no. Not that I know of. Now yeah. I did one. We did a went out to Iowa for a relative, so I guess it was a good thing they were relative. And she told me the song that she wanted to dance. You know, bride and groom first dance. Mm-hmm. I had the right song. I just had the wrong version. Mm-hmm. And so she like comes up and it's like that's not right. I'm like okay. And what is it? She's like, it's this one off YouTube. And I was like, oh, <laughs> always, okay. So that taught me a lesson. Yeah. At that point, I was like, okay, so now people are picking stuff off of YouTube, mm-hmm. which could be anybody. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. you know, fortunately, there was Wi-Fi. We played the one off YouTube. Mm-hmm. She wasn't mad or anything, but I was like, lesson learned. And, and that's part of why I appreciate having that when I send them the Spotify playlist. I mean, I'll ask him, obviously, do you guys use Spotify? Oh, yeah, I use it all the time. Okay, I'm going to send you this folder. Dump whatever in there. So that way they're picking the version of the song that mm-hmm. they want to hear because I've made, I've had that issue before where I picked the wrong version because they said, oh, we'll play you know, Dance With My Daughter. Okay, we'll Dance With My Daughter. I don't know anything about country. I just dragged the first one, the one that has – I was using iTunes back then. So I just grabbed the one that had the most uh, – had the highest rating. I figure, oh, that's it. And then yeah. um, luckily – because like I said, whenever I do a wedding, I usually set up the day before, you know, run them, you know, and run through their uh, rehearsal and I'll play everything that they had. And that's where that got picked up. And she was like, no, no, that's the wrong one. I was like, okay, can you show me the right one? You know, and she wasn't pissed off about it, but I didn't know that there were more than one version, you know, just like your whole YouTube thing. Yeah. I did have one wedding where the, uh, the couple... I was like, hey, well, she's like, oh, well, we have all the songs. We'll just send them to you. All right, cool. They sent them to me. It was all fucking rips from YouTube. <laughs> so it had like ads in there and shit. So I had to go oh, in there and man. cut everything out because I couldn't find those versions on on uh, iTunes or anywhere else for downloads. So they're basically volunteering you to look like a jerk in front of everybody. Yeah. <laughs> volunteering me to be a pirate. Right. You know, so that uh, so be careful with that if you do ask your clients to provide you with music. Uh, make sure that they're not ripping music. <laughs> Do either of you have like uh, horror stories about mobile gigs? Maybe you can do like a miniature uh, bad DJ gigs segment. You ever had fights at your weddings? I had no. I had one no. wedding where there were three fights. Oh, so I was going to say you said fights, but so one wedding, three fights. One wedding, three fights. <laughs> like get, get it all out. Of the I, way I had once. never seen a fight at a wedding, let alone three fights in one wedding. <laughs> I mean, granted, it was a massive wedding. I think there were probably over three hundred people. Um. So, so when, wherever hundred people are gathered, there will be a fight. <laughs> well, well, three. I think three hundred plus is the threshold or something yeah. because they um they brought a like the way the place they utilized like you had they had to bring their own alcohol mm. or something like that. So they were bringing they had like moonshine and all kinds oh, of geez. other stuff, and um, I think it just got a little 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 too rowdy and some uh some old beef came up or mm. something and yeah. It, yeah, I was like, "Yikes!" Uh, 
Uh, what, yeah, what do you? What, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> do you keep playing the music? Do you stop it? What? what Crank did you it do? Up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it was like I saw it happening, but I was like, was that a bear? Or was that a big? Fool? <laughs> you know, like I see it happening, but what am I supposed? What is my responsibility in all this? Yeah, yeah, that was weird. Play some fight music, man. <laughs> <laughs> Start playing some Eminem or something. Yeah, <laughs> just encourage them. Yeah. What, what about you? Got any craziness? Not, nothing. Nothing crazy. I mean. I've had some, you know, weird things with uh, scams and things like that. But scams? Yeah. You want me to mention that one? Yeah. So it, does this have to do with the other day when you sent me a message and you said, I just scored the, the most lucrative gig I've had in ever or in ages or something. I said, oh, that sounds exciting. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about it on the show. And then you said, yeah. no, I've got to change the story. <laughs> I said, don't tell me too much. So, so I yeah, got, let's hear this it. This is this last week. Um, I got a text from a guy who uh, his name was Tony. And he said, hey, um, uh, would you be available? Not Tony DeSero. No, no. Okay. Not our Tony. No, it's not. That's a good practical joke. Um, uh, but uh, he's like, uh, would you be available to do this wedding for my daughter? Um, and I said, well, um, what I did is I've gotten texts before. Like mm -hmm. I had a Craigslist ad. And mm -hmm. I got some texts and I was like, oh, those are scams. So I kind of initially thought, I don't know. I'm not going to respond. I'm going to let it sit here for mm -hmm. a couple hours. And I did, and he texted back. And then I'm like, okay, he texted me back. So I answered him and says, what's the time or what's the date and location? Mm -hmm. So he tells me, tells me where it is. I look the address up. It's legitimate. I've been there mm -hmm. for weddings. Uh, had my daughter's graduation catered from there this summer. Mm -hmm. Totally legit. And uh, so at that point, I talked to my wife because she always handles any negotiations with mm -hmm. price and our price lists and whatever. So I was like, hey, Texas guy, he, wa he wants information, blah, blah, blah. So she texts him back and they get a conversation and, and uh, you know, he wants to book uh, December 22nd. So it's just a few weeks. Yeah. That's kind of short. Wow. Yeah. It's not like the one I had. It was six days. I did it in six days. <laughs> a <laughs> wedding in six days? Yeah. Damn. And she Damn. got scammed too. Oh. So Ooh, that but sucks. uh so anyways, um, you know, so the wife she was she was in communication with him and he's like, Oh, I want to make payment and, and things like that. And uh so the service uh we set up a different service than what we normally use for payments. Mm -hmm. And he's gonna send, you know, half of this uh he wants a down payment to you know, reserve the date, blah mm -hmm. blah blah. So Roundabout, as things are going on, she's getting this weird feeling from him. Mm -hmm. And uh, basically, at the end of this week, just, well, maybe it was just yesterday or the day before, um, the way we found out he was a fraud is I told her, I said, you need to call the venue. She called the venue. Oh, we don't have anything scheduled for that date. Nope. And he and he had Red been flag. he had yeah. been yeah. Call, he had been calling and texting her, um, you know, to hey, has it gone? Has it cleared? Has my payment cleared? It's thirty two hundred dollars that he, and that was more than what we were gonna charge, charge for the wedding. Yeah. Mm. So he tried to send thirty two hundred dollars on this credit card. Well, the system that we use listed all of the cards that he had tried he tried like six or seven cards oh, and they wow. would decline so you know what he was doing he had a stack of numbers yeah oh, just running them, running them yeah. and then he got one that cleared mm -hmm. and he also said all oh, our travel arrangements have been something's happened because he was like from florida or something like that mm -hmm. can you you know run this payment in addition so he's trying to get more money mm -hmm. to cover transportation yeah so once can you rent me a limo yeah, by the way once yeah. once we found out there was no venue um and then she saw all these and she's like okay this guy's this guy's a fraud so i was like i was like well you either need to call the cops or call the fbi because mm -hmm. i know the fbi will mess with that kind of stuff mm -hmm. so she called the cops and they're like wow uh we'll get a detective on it so they got a detective on it and uh finally the way it ended up was i got an email from the third party that was processing this payment that said, you know, this has been flagged, uh, flagged yeah. something in there flagged. Either the person reported it stolen 
or it, it was yeah. suspicious activity mm. in that account. So they canceled my account, which was no big deal. Yeah. But um, so my wife texted him back and says, yeah, we know you're a fraud. Don't ever contact me again. <laughs> so what was he going to try and do? Like, So what he would, his scam would be, your payment pro he wanted the payments process. Yeah. So your payments process. All right. So maybe what he would do at that point is like, oh, change your mind. I need a cash. I need a refund. Mm. I need cash. Cash oh, refund. Okay. So he was gonna get thirty two hundred dollars in cash okay. back from us. Gotcha. Which okay. I was like, once I found out discovered he was a fraud, I was like, dude, you ain't getting nothing. I was like, if anybody's getting it, I'm hold I was like, close the account and Yeah. Yeah. Hold, sit on it. <laughs> and but they took it back. I was like, Well that it's only the right thing yeah. that yeah. those whoever it was that got cheated. All right, that's I've never, crazy. Yeah, that was crazy. I've never run across that. But that's what will happen on Craigslist. Okay. If you put a Craigslist ad out, which I wouldn't recommend, but they'll text you and say, hey, I would like to book this date, and I want to make a down payment. And it's in broken English, so, you know, wow. they're... It's a bot or someone from another country. Someone from, from another country, because yeah. she couldn't even understand this guy. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So, so. That, that's interesting, because... Yeah, at least well, I tend to I, think I of, had I didn't know there was a hustle like that. So. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to like getting scammed as a DJ, like I I guess I think of it from the context of like you sh you promoters not paying yeah. you or stuff like that because those are the stories that I hear. Mm -hmm. But you know, now this guy has this weird Craigslist hustle and is. But see, know, the pulling. crazy thing is, is that Craigslist expired a long time ago, so I don't even have it out there. Hmm. So the weird thing is, is first of all, where did he get? Your number. Get yeah. on to me. It's on my website. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the venue's like 10 minutes from my house. Yeah. That, which yeah. is even weirder. And he was like spot on with all that info. So, man, I guess the next time is like somebody says, hey, I got a date at this venue. The first thing I'm doing is calling the venue and confirming that yeah. they're a legitimate person. That's a good practice now. I mean, yeah. yeah. That's that's a great uh, DJ tip for yeah. our, for our listeners. There. Yeah, for me, like I, I don't I don't do a lot of advertising or anything like that. Most of my business is word of mouth, so I tend to yeah. have like from second or third degree amount of separation from everyone that um, I've ever performed for. There's only been a handful where I people just the only ones I've where I don't have any knowledge of the people is usually when it's a venue that says, "Hey, you need to use this guy." Mm. Um, but other than that, I've have some sort of direct contact or some knowledge of who. My clients yeah, are. Most of my most of mine are like that. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've got the website just like if it's somebody that I don't know. Say, hey, you know, go check it out. Mm -hmm. You know, this is what we do. do. Do you have a a preferred way that you like to promote yourself or advertise or how do you get your gigs primarily? Usually referrals, word of mouth, business. Mm -hmm. You know, if I'm out like, hey, here's my business card. Mm -hmm. And it's got all of my con. I got all of my social media. It's got I my thought website. you might say that because I think that you've said that before. Right? Yeah, it's got most a, of your mobile stuff has been kind of word of mouth. And yeah, gig leads uh, to another gig leads to another gig. Most of the corporate stuff has been a result of, like I said, the stuff I do with the nonprofit organizations. Mm -hmm. um, but as far as like the weddings and parties and stuff like that, that's usually been straight referrals. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I did uh, try some advertising. I bought. I, it was like table ads you see at restaurants. I paid for one of those for two years and I did get, um, I've gotten two gigs off of that. So that, I think I paid like $700 for two years or something. That, so that's already paid for itself yeah. twice over. So now everything else I get from that is just pure juice. Nice. So, nice. I mean, now I made sure, you know, when I did my website, I did set up as a Google business. Mm -hmm. So if you Google DJs in mm -hmm. Wilmington, Ohio, I think it brings up three. Well, if you really look at them, I'm probably the only one that's really legitimate. Okay. I'm guessing mm -hmm. just by looking because, you know, because you can follow it and set it up, you know, the right way. So mm -hmm. you can follow the links to my website or yeah. Facebook. It's Social got all the little yeah. blurbs and things that you should have. and mm -hmm. All the metadata and stuff. Yeah. And uh, I had a girl that did that. She's like, I was like, how did you find out about us? I Googled it. And then she followed it to my Facebook page mm -hmm. and sent me a awesome. Facebook message. That was a girl that got taken by some other. So can you share that yeah. story? Yeah. So we got, I get this Facebook. I, I've never, I never knew people. I've heard. <laughs> it must be a thing. Yeah. yeah. So I get this Facebook message. And she's like, hey, um, I'm wondering if you're available for this date. It was 
Uh, well, I won't say that'll spoil the yeah. whole thing. Mm. So, so I'm like, I am. And uh, so then at that point, you know, my wife is ministered on my Facebook page, so she was getting them too. So she chimes in and, and uh, she says, yeah, um, I had a DJ and her first one that she had was like, uh, he was going to charge her like 700 bucks or something like that to do her wedding. And, but her dad in the meantime found another guy who said he'd do it for 299 probably one of the, that's what they advertise on Craigslist if you mm-hmm. ever look two okay. two ninety nine for a wedding I'm like really, but <laughs> <laughs> what do you get exactly so yeah. anyway so she's like so she canceled the first guy, and she must have paid a deposit and she she got her deposit back from what I understand okay. the second guy that was two ninety nine um they were close to the wedding date and she's like hey you know I haven't heard from you um. What do you what do you need and things like that? And he's like, oh, just tell me where to just tell me where to plug in. This is exactly what she said, and so that was the two ninety nine guy. And she's like, she wasn't comfortable with that, so um, she canceled, and he wouldn't Give refund her anything. Yeah. Mm. Um. So it was uh, Sunday night. We got the Facebook message. My wife met with her on Monday. And the following Saturday was the wedding. <laughs> wow! <laughs> and um, they were so, probably like under the gun, man. So she, yeah, yeah really she, un- and she was such a sweet girl, you know. She was in her feeling, early twenties you know. and said, "Can you help me?" And so I was like, "You know, well, yeah, you know." Yeah. She was local. I'm not doing it for two ninety nine though. We didn't, but I did. <laughs> I did. We did cut like fifty percent off what sure. I would have I mean, normal. I was like, I felt so yeah. bad right. I was that she. Can I just say, like, what a piece of shit to like ruin somebody's <sighs> wedding most important, important day. And it wasn't just like that. you know playing the reception. I mean, we ended up provide. They had the ceremony in the same place, mm-hmm. so my wife did the MC stuff, uh, provided the mics for the ceremony and mm-hmm. everything. And, you know, it was awesome because her family was like, oh, you saved the day. And, and I was like, hey, you know, I just I wanted want to that do. I wouldn't want that to happen to like, a friend yeah. of mine. I was yeah. like, I just, yeah. you know, I felt bad and I knew we could do it. I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, so, yeah. How hard do, do either of you find it to, to make money around here as a mobile DJ, if I can ask? For me, like, I don't do as so many gigs to try and make revenue i mean granted i'm not gonna do it for free but i don't run it as a business it's more of like a a really a hobby that i can generate some additional cash from so i don't spend a lot of money on advertisement like i said with the exception of that table ad and for weddings i may be due five a year okay um but well that's a decent clip though considering all that goes into a wedding well but i I read some of the things there's people doing like 30 gigs a year and i'm like serato DJ Serato. <laughs> yeah. He does yeah. 30 gigs Shout in a month. Shout out to Man. Serato. Yeah, 30, 30 weddings in a month. Yeah, 30 <laughs> gigs, 30 days. <laughs> we'll be talking to you about that later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, I, I, I just – I have so many other things like that, I, that I'm involved with you know, on a day-to-day basis in addition to being a husband and a parent sure. that I can't I, – I just couldn't imagine myself doing 30 gigs uh, in a year. Uh, but for me, because I, I'm very selective um, – and there's and there's been clients where I've said you know I don't think I'm you know what you need or what you're looking for because just after having because I do a face to face consultation oh, um, I don't yeah. just do everything electronically because I want to meet the people that I'm going to be basically slaving away for um, for a minimum of two days you know like I said I set up the day before yeah. and I do the gig but then I'm in constant contact with them throughout the entire process like the one I did last week I've been working with them for a year. Um, she was one of my, she's an athlete I coach it's a long time. for CrossFit. So it, excuse me, you know, she's an athlete that I coach during CrossFit. So it, it's, she's like my fitness daughter. So mm. for her, it's like, it was real easy to do like, Oh, a year that gives me plenty of time to make sure you get exactly what you mm-hmm. want. Um, but then there's other ones where like, uh, actually it was a referral from chill. Shout out to DJ chill leading the silent revolution. Like he, he, he was covered on a date and, it was like a nine-month process because they were from out of state and they would fly in. I would go meet them, you know, and that's just extra that value add thing that I like yeah. to present because I don't, I'm not cheap, but I think I'm fair, 
Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely not at the high end of the spectrum for what we've seen in this town. But I think I charge a reasonable price for what I deliver. You know, um, sure. you know how many how many of those mega corps are out there delivering, you know, unlimited consultations? Because I've seen them where they you get so many, and then after that you have to pay. You know, I'm not going to nickel and dime people because again, I don't have that much overhead. I own all my equipment. You know, uh, I, I keep my radius kind of specific so that way I'm not having to you know get hotels and stuff overnight. Yeah, but I want to keep it fun, so I. I put those restrictions on myself. And I think because of that, I have fun. I enjoy what I do. And people know that I'm kind of choosy about my gigs. So when they when they approach me, they're like, they know that that's what I'm about. So it kind of gives them more incentive sure. to try and be cool with me when, you know, yeah. during the consultation and throughout the entire process. Because I've never cut anyone off in the middle of a, of developing a gig, but I've, I certainly have cut them off from the from the beginning, just like, you know, I don't think this is going to work. Mm. And, you know, it's not me, it's you. Yeah, I got to ask to do like a square dance. No, I don't Yeah, know yeah. Well, yeah, if it's something, if it's like salsa merengue, it's <laughs> absolutely not my wheelhouse. Like, you know, let me, let, me call, <laughs> let me call Danny D or something because you don't want me doing that because it's going to be like a bunch of left-handed baseball bats. You know, I can't do that. You know. What kind of rate uh, do you have for your – how many gigs do you do in a month or in a year? It just depends. I'm not out there, you know, beating the bushes. I probably should at sometimes, you know, to get a little <laughs> bit more. Um, but I don't know. I just kind of feel a little bit more organic about it, you know. Last few people generally. A couple times, a couple uh, weekends in a month or? Not even that. Like, I don't have it. Okay. You know, if it hadn't been for the scam guy, I mean, <laughs> that would have <laughs> been the only thing I had going yeah. in December, yeah. you know. But I wasn't, you know, I'm not out there, you know, knocking on doors and you mm. know really i don't know i'm just that's just not my style yeah um so i feel i that. think i really just rely on you know i did i did this gig and i'm gonna i'll do my best and you know talk to people try to make some connections mm -hmm. and if something comes out of that whether it be next couple of months or next year mm -hmm. you know um my wife's my biggest, you know, she pimps me all the time. Yeah, it's like, I was gonna say, she's like, like, oh, I do this. My, my husband does this. And mm -hmm. so, like, I've got a graduation next year, you know. Yeah. That's next year, but, you know, it comes from other people helping. Yeah. So, just kind of having that, that team brains, does that help uh, with the the, uh, the lucrative side? I mean, yeah, because you have two people kind of looking at she everything. She had a solid background in sales. Oh, okay. So, yeah, his, you his know, so. Mama Brains is a hustler, dude. So, you know, <laughs> I, I couldn't do it. You know, I need her to do that stuff. Yeah. I'm like, you be the brains, I'll be the talent. Wait. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'll, I'll be the talent, you know. Um, I, yeah. <laughs> Wait, which of us is the brain? But, yeah, so that's how it functions with us. Usually if they contact me, I'll turn it over to her. She'll talk to them. And she'll come back to me and say, hey, you know, what do you think? You know, yeah. it, it, whether it's price or, or what she thinks. She knows what I can do and what I have. And if we're willing to get something, you know, yeah. that we need extra. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of nice. So I can just focus on just what I do. Just the gig itself, yeah. Yeah. Are either of you big negotiators when it comes to that? I think I know your answer, but I'm not. I don't negotiate at all. My no. wife will. Well, her what she usually does is she'll say, um, if somebody says, hey, give me a price. She'll ask them what their budget is. What's your budget? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, if, like this guy, the That's scam, nice the skim guy to... said, "Oh, ten thousand dollars," and I'm like, "We discussed is like, is that our DJ budget or is that the wedding budget? <laughs> <laughs> is that the DJ budget? We quoted him way too much." Right, right. <laughs> so that's what she does because you know we're out in more of a rural area, uh -huh. so we're more inclined to run into folks who don't have as much as maybe some of the right the know, city folk city folk, city folk. <laughs> so it's like you know she, she we've had it where um you know here here's the what we charge and that's as far as you get mm -hmm. so she's kind of changed it it's like hey, well, what's yeah. your budget you know if you can only do this much well we could probably work with that mm -hmm. you know most times you can you know it's not sure. like you know it's not like i've got a 
an know, empire. Three hundred dollar payment on my controller every month, and I need to make three fifty right. <laughs> money. Not going to lose a great gig over a hundred bucks. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we've done that. Like okay. that girl who got scammed. I'm like, we, I was like, just do it for you know x oh. amount. You yeah, know? totally. I mean, that's you know, it's not what this is about. I was mm. like, and what came to mind is a lot of the things you guys talk about. It was like just making a good name. I was like, these guys slammed the DJ business. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is my chance yeah. to say we're, we're not all like that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Plus, like, uh, I know this wasn't exactly where your head was at at the time, but who do you think that that girl's going to recommend next time somebody yeah. needs a wedding? She put DJ? a five star on Google. Yeah. It was like, if you liked it, and she, you know, she did it on my Facebook and she did it on Google. I was like, awesome. Awesome. Love it. You know. And that's what was going to be my comment. That money that you didn't make that you probably normally would have is probably paying itself in dividends because she's telling all her girlfriends who are going to get married, oh, you need to use brains because I was in a pickle. He hooked me up. And you know. that that might not show returns for a year or, mm-hmm. or yeah. three years or something, but you know, and stuff like that does come. Like back I said, around, not that so. that was necessarily your only motivation there, but mm-hmm. I mean, I think just having that kind of approach, like, okay, this person just needs help. Yeah, like I have a skill set. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for that person. I think that will karma or whatever you yeah. want to call yeah, it yeah. will will come back around in, yeah. in that respect that karma credit yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah for for me it just because i just i do so many different things it just depends on what the gig is um like most of the nonprofit stuff i do unless they throw me money i generally don't ask them for money because you know that's my opportunity to give back and then you know so many other gigs have been yielded as a result of me doing that stuff yeah um you know corporate that's completely different because you know they obviously have a budget um, right. weddings, uh, kind of take that same approach. You know, I, I have a, I have a minimum rate that I need to get out the door because it's taken time. You know, it's taken time. You know, time is very something that's very valuable to me. I, I, I truly appreciate the time that I do have. So if mm-hmm. you're taking time away from me to do whatever, I, I need to be compensated for that. I always say I can find a way to make a couple more dollars. I can never get time back. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. absolutely. But you know, like things like the football games for my boys at their high school, like there, there's no way I would ever, you know, take money for that. I mean, pizza and, and Coke, you know, that's Coca-Cola, <laughs> um, you know, disclaimer. Yeah. That, and just having the opportunity to see those kids get excited, you know, when they score a touchdown and I play the fight song or whatever. And one thing that trip pointed out, you know, cause I play one you know, song two by um, blur is, is what I play for touchdowns. And then Tripp was saying, he's like, dude, you know, you have no idea, but some kid 20 years from now, he's going to hear that song. He's going to remember you playing that when he scored the game-winning touchdown at homecoming. I was like, fuck, dude, I didn't even think about that. You know, yeah, you're kind of there, – there's like a the – soundtrack a, to their lives. Yeah, know? there's like a subtle DJ legacy that you're yeah. leaving there for the that person, even kid, if he doesn't remember who you are. He has no idea who I am, but he's going to yeah. hear that song, and, he, and it's going to trigger a memory. I was like, dude, that's – I never even thought about that. That's, that's awesome. so cool. But, um, and like I said, corporate screw them. You know, I'm taking the money. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, I do want to mention one thing. I should have done this in the middle of the show, but I need to remind all of you great, passionate DJ listeners about our bonus show called After Party, which you can yeah, access yeah. by becoming a patron. You can do that at patreon.com forward slash passionate DJ. And After Party is our monthly bonus show where we put all of our deleted segments or, uh, you know, anything that we remove from the show, any side conversations that we had outside of the show, uh, special segments we record for the hell of it just mm-hmm. for our supporters, all that kind of stuff. You can access that for super duper cheap. Once again, all you got to do is go to passionatedj.com slash, sorry, patreon.com slash passionatedj. And we also have merch. So check us out at passionatedj.com slash merch. Get you a Passionate DJ logo shirt, hoodie, um, and or one of our custom designs. And we would love to uh, show that to you guys. So before we wrap it up, is there anything else that you guys would like to talk about? I'd, I kind of don't want to hog the, the mobile discussion here, and that's kind of your wheelhouse. So I'll leave it to you if there's any questions or anything else. Uh, I mean, people ask me about, like, how do they get started? Um because actually a couple guys yesterday hit me up. I was like, hey, well, I have this gig coming up. Um, if you kind of want to see what the behind the scenes look like, I was like, you're more than welcome to come hang out. You know, here's my card. Email me, call me. I told them about the show. You know, check out the show. This is what we're about. Um, and for those of you that are mobile DJs out there, you know, if someone comes and asks you, one, it probably took a little bit of courage to come talk to you about it. Just mm-hmm. kind of uh, be responsible about it and uh, show them 
the path that they can take to become, you know, a mobile DJ or a DJ in general. Or maybe they just want to be a bedroom DJ and that's fine too. But, you know, that could be building your legacy as a DJ and maybe they're one of your future minions as you build your empire. Yeah. Any advice <laughs> for our mobile DJ listeners, uh, Leo? Throwing you just under the bus. Be, be nice to people. Yeah. You know, here, be, here. C- be kind. I think so many people get raw deals from people, mm-hmm. you know, in the world today. And they just need somebody to take a little interest, listen to them, you know, play play their song, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Just Absolutely. That's, that's what you're doing. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. Unless you're playing a gig and you're being hired as, you know, DJ Brains to play at a show or a festival and you're playing you're DJing as a service you're not playing for yourself you're you're playing for those people that paid mm-hmm. you you know cuz generally the only times i get to play what i want is when i'm playing for free <laughs> <laughs> oh, whether you know, whether it I've be had, in my I've basement i've had ones where like my wife's like what song are you playing next and i'm like this one she's like why are you playing that cuz i like it yeah. i'm playing it yeah. she's but oh, i'm going to play this one you know that happens sometimes sure. you know just indulge yeah. a little bit and yeah. they'll like it yeah <laughs> Or not. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Leo, what uh, do you want the people to be able to get a hold of you? Do you want to give out Twitter or uh, Instagram or anything that you want to plug? You want to share a mix? What do you got? <sighs> you know, just just my Facebook page. Okay. Facebook.com slash DJ Brains. Oh, um, one word straight across, DJ yeah, Brains. Yeah. Um, other than that, that's everything's there. Great. You know, and I will share a goofy little things out from that, too, as well. Or Yeah. Well, we appreciate you coming on the show and finally, uh, you know, being able to hang out here and share your story with the listeners. Thank you so much for coming by, and also thank you so much for everything that you do for us as a passionate DJ ambassador. We really appreciate your feedback and uh, insight and everything. Thanks so much for coming by, my friend. We will see you soon, and we will see you all on the Passionate DJ Podcast next week. Keep on spinning. Later.